Good morning, everyone. It's the Plant-Based Morning Show, sponsored by Compliment, lovecompliment.com. I'm trying not to say the day of the week anymore. Um, well, actually, I could. I was going to not, because I've been I've been kind of delayed with some of our episodes. Well, first of all, a little background. Let me let me back up here. Uh, this is this is now the Plant-Based Morning Show, part of the Outlier Health podcast feed. Uh, that is official. So if you go to Spotify or uh, whatever else people do, Apple Apple Podcasts, and you type in Nomad Athlete Radio, I think you'll get nothing now. Maybe maybe it has a memory, um, but it's it's now the Outlier Health podcast. So that's uh, that's where the Plant-Based Morning Show now appears, and um, the other part of that is that I was we have a Nomad Athlete show still on there. We have Outlier Health podcast on that feed as well. I know it's confusing with the names, um, but those shows I was I was saying you know what the day of the week is, and then then it wasn't good because they'd go up three days later by design. Uh, so I was trying to cut out the days of the week, but for this it's fine. I can say that because now here's the good news. Here's the great news for of all this. These podcasts will go up the day that they are done. That no longer can my laziness get in the way uh, of these things going up on time because it's important to stick to the schedule. So these will go up the day they're done, unless I forget. It's the only exception that I'll make. Um, but anyway, good, exciting things are happening. Doug, how's it going? All right, good. I was just reading some of our uh, latest uh, reviews on iTunes, on Apple iTunes. Because I did oh, yeah? look it up. I did Google it. And you can, in fact, um, uh, search Nomad Athlete Radio and it does come up. Uh, the last two reviews are, are puzzling to me. Uh, Fox News and Nutritional Choices. Okay. Fox Not News. Not sure what that okay. means. Well, that's and probably like next... a uh, uh, carnivore type. No, but he Fox gave us five, he gave us four stars. Oh, okay, interesting. And then All right. the, the next one is not clean. F bombs, D words, S bombs. I can't yeah, listen right. to this with my kids. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. We don't. We never. We don't do it. We don't do F bombs ever. Ever, never. No, not maybe, enough. maybe an S bomb, maybe. But I, even that, I don't. Think I don't so. think so. I think you, <laughs> we say the A word every once in a while, but that's about it. Uh, anyway, go, puzzling, in there and respond. go in there and respond to that review. I don't think you can. No. But, uh, no. All right. Well, uh, well, it's good that that still lasts. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I guess soon enough you won't be able to find it. But maybe they'll just always know that that used to be called that and they'll figure it out. Um, Mr. Jeffrey's here. He says, do you record the Outlier Pods live too or just post the videos? Um we are, I, I want us to do those live. I think it'd be really fun to have all five shows done in a live way. I think that's kind of a different thing that we can, can bring. Uh, we'll see if it works. It, sometimes those other topics, they're just, you know, there might be audience here and it's not that easy to like, you know, say, Hey, Mr. Jeffrey had this for dinner last night. You know, like it just might not fit into the conversation. So I don't, I don't want to have people, I don't want to not respond to audience people when they're here on those live ones. So I don't quite know how we'll do that, but I'd love to have them all be live. Uh, I think that'd be really fun. Um, I got I got so anyway. reading reviews here. If you haven't reviewed that, if you haven't reviewed the podcast and you like it, go over to iTunes, go over to Spotify, uh, yeah. leave us a review. We'd love mm, it. It's definitely sports. Even even you reading reviews, me knowing you are, makes me feel queasy inside. I just don't like reading reviews of any kind. <laughs> I just stay away. Yeah, but we want people to leave their reviews, right? So like, yeah, uh, we, want, we want to leave them. I guess you got to read mm -hmm. them to encourage that. Rate the show. Do all that stuff. Um, right. Yeah, Matt, how's right. it going? Happy Happy Tuesday. This is the ease back into the week episode. Uh, yes. I'm, I realized I forgot to put a title on the show today. All kinds of administrative 
things as we switch over to this new mm. serious manner of doing things. Um, anyway, uh, things are good. Had a good weekend. Uh, refreshing, nice weekend, and it's good to have the shows you know on track and happening. And the official switch over to the Outlier Health Podcast name is exciting. Um, so yeah, all things are all things good. How about you? Do you anything fun this weekend? I have a couple things to report from this weekend. As a matter of fact, okay. uh, first is the Just Egg experiment. Oh, right. Okay. How'd that go? Um, uh, not great. I'll be honest. Tried a couple no. new recipes and ran into the same problem. It just it comes out as this much thicker, like beanie texture, like a bean spread texture than, um, than the fluffy just egg. And I'm starting to think that maybe like, because I'm unable to isolate the mung bean protein, because I'm able to kind of do the sciencey stuff that I'm sure they do with just right. egg. That it's just not going to work if I'm actually using whole mung beans and blending those so that, out. So that, that's not made from whole mung beans, you don't think? It's I, well, I, that's what I'm starting to think. I don't know because I've you know I've, I've tried three recipes yeah. now, you know that all claim to be the perfect just egg replacement, and they've all come out you know to varying degrees of the same kind of denseness. Mm -hmm. And and it it is it is good. Like it's a good spread. You can make an omelet out of it or something like that if you want to. It's just not the same. So right. uh, my kids have not been nearly as into it as they are with with the just egg and. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm starting to, starting need, to think it might not be printer. possible. I need a 3D need, printer. I think that would fix everything. I'm going to try, I'm going to try one more recipe. This one calls for, um, uh, for, um, coconut milk. I'm going to okay. try that one. And, Interesting. Uh, see what happens. Yeah. That's, uh, that's odd. It doesn't seem like that would, that would fit, but who knows? I know. Maybe it does. I know. But I'm telling After you, garbanzo that, flour I mean, is the trick. You don't need to deal with mung beans. <laughs> yeah. Just get the garbanzo flour, add some water, and you have an egg. That's it. Okay. Maybe I'll try that one next. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, uh, but I also, I, I promised everybody I was going to do a 5K update. Yes, that's right. On Thursday, uh, Thursday's episode. And there it is. I, instead, I opted for, I got invited for a 20 mile long run and went, did that, went and did that instead. Oh, so I have no idea. Nice. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, what were you going to do? You, you were going to do a time trial? Your... A time, another okay. time trial, yeah, to kind of check in. Right. Uh, and, yeah. and this long run sounded like way more fun. Uh, and so I did that instead. I mean, good. Uh, it's it's a nice uh, illustration of the, what we always say. Is it worse to, to do a 5K, to run really hard and painful, want to puke <laughs> for, for 20 minutes, or do 20 miles, which probably takes three hours or more? Yeah, it was like uh, four hours. Right. <laughs> Which one is like more fun? And I, yeah, it's I mean it's a tough call. I think I'm going with the 5K as as painful as it is. I'd just rather get it over with. You'd rather do that, uh, yeah. But no, this was one of one of my favorite routes up, one of my favorite summits with some friends. I mean, it was a perfect day. Honestly, it was it was a great way to spend the day. Um, yeah, chose that. All right, good. I didn't watch any Olympic trials yesterday. That was supposed to be happening yesterday. Mm. I forgot all about it. I uh, know yesterday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, yeah. The, the end of normal people's weekend, not our show weekend, which ends on, which is Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah, Stephen says he's he would also choose a long run over a speed workout any day. I'm the opposite, really. I think, I mean, a race, a race 5K or even a race effort mm -hmm. like that, that's really painful. That is the exception. But a typical speed workout, I I do that all the time over long long run. Um, all right, and then Mr. Jeffrey says, I wonder if there's a way to rinse or soak off the starch of those mung beans. I was wondering the same thing, like with flour, if you want to make wheat gluten, you make. Yeah, you make wheat gluten for the purpose of making seitan. You would rinse the starch off, but 
you'd have to grind the beans into a flour and then rinse the starch off. So that actually might work, but very, very labor intensive. Mm. Um, and then Bridger says, Leslie Knight, who's here, uh, let's talk about her amazing effort this past weekend. I don't yes. know what that is. Is that, was that yeah. in the discord? She, um, she attempted her first hundred miler. I think it was Rocky Ooh. raccoon. Okay. Um, crazy amounts of mud and rain and water made it uh, like an incredible 80 miles before timing out. Um, okay. So really amazing effort from, uh, from Leslie on what condition, the conditions that looked absolutely miserable. Um, mm. So very yeah. impressive. Well, that's um, not to make everything about me, but my hundred miler was, uh, <laughs> was soaked as well. And there were, there was all kinds of mud and everything. And that really, that almost made me stop. And it, and it slowed you down so much. Uh, it made it almost impossible to get up to get up like hills. Like if you get a hilly spot in the trail, yeah. you, you sometimes can't just get up that if it's if it's soaked and muddy. You have to find some other way. Mm -hmm. uh, so that would completely slow you down. So no surprise at all that that uh, that, that would would lead to it yeah. coming out. And um, I think it was a loops. Uh, Rocky Raccoon is a loops course. So you know if you mm -hmm. have 500 people running a 10 mile loop or whatever it is, 20 mile loop, right? Know, like over it's just going to get worse and worse over the course of those 80 miles. So uh, very very impressive. Very cool. She says it would have been fun for 40 or 60 miles. So I guess that last loop was, uh, was a bad <laughs> idea. I mean, it not fun. Uh, yeah, still, I mean, still amazing to get 80 miles in, in awful conditions. Amazing to get 80 miles at all. Really. It's a, yeah, almost nobody will ever do that in their whole life. So congratulations for that. Um, Steven wants to know if you'll try it again. I'm curious too. I'm sure she will. I, I can't imagine you would let the conditions dictate your fate as a hundred mile runner. Hmm. You know, if she had give her a couple days. My guess work. is she's still uh, she's still nursing those feet. Give her a couple days Probably. before you make Maybe that not, decision. Not in the state to make a decision. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Uh, uh, okay. Um, so Aaron Jenkins is here. I know that name. I haven't seen Aaron Jenkins in a while, but they say made it few. That's good. Um, yeah, I feel like there was more business to talk about with this new podcast shift. I don't really think there is. Actually, the, the one thing there is is I'm gonna keep putting these up on the Plant Based Morning Show feed for this week to give people one more week of, of, you know, uh, change over time. But then after that, there will just be a message up on this channel that says we're now over on, uh, outlier health. So if you do the plant-based morning show feed, if that's what you listen to, uh, you can't get that anymore. So I mean, beginning next week. So this is your last week of that. So get over to outlier health podcast feed, subscribe to that on iTunes. Um, or on Spotify. You also can go to youtube.com slash athlete. All the shows are there now. And I'm pretty sure all the videos will go up there, even if they're not live. We will have all five shows each week going up there. But that's the big upshot of all this. You get five shows every week. You get some different people on there, different voices, uh, and a lot more seriousness. I think soon we're going to start having, uh, as much as I've loved Doug, Doug's YouTube art, uh, <laughs> we're, we're probably going to find a, a solution for that in the near future that would have someone who oh, you're, 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 I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do the, uh, <laughs> those amazing thumbnails you're doing. Uh, Oh, come on, Matt. Those are world-class. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I mean, they're, they're adequate. They're passable, but I, I, they are some of the worst that you'll see on YouTube. If you, if you're a YouTube person, you go to the YouTube homepage and just scroll down. Uh, they're all pretty well done. And then you, you know, but they might be some of the best on videos that only get a couple hundred views. So there you go. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Cause I'm probably the ones that I'm seeing on YouTube are, you know, thousands of views on them. So <laughs> that's a good point. 
Uh, but anyway, Mr. Jeffrey, Jeffrey says Doug's getting demoted on <laughs> on live. That's right. I mean, come on. Where was the heads up there, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd be relieved not to do that anymore. No, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, okay. I got oh, DC guy. I'm back. I'm fully back in. <laughs> he's your new, he's your new. Oh, you're back in. I'm back in. I hated I hated him for like a week. Uh-huh. I thought it was terrible stuff. Then uh-huh. I started reading the comments, and I, the comments are their own hilarious show that you need to watch. Remember, I used to like like the uh, those coffee shop background noise things because <laughs> yeah. on, yep. on, like an hour long coffee shop, someone went into a coffee shop, recorded it for an hour, and then they would just play that on YouTube with the still coffee shop image as the thing. And it'd be good for working, but if you listen to it enough times, you start to pick up on the conversations, little bits here and there, and other mm-hmm. sounds. And then the comments on the YouTube video, people would start to put create stories around what was actually going on and uh-huh. that became you know it became distracting actually it became not uh not any more good for productivity well the tony p the the people this is tony p in dc i think i think there's an underscore in his name is there doug in on i think Instagram? so yeah somewhere mm-hmm. anyway 25 year old bachelor guy and the audience is wondering how he's been 25 for so many for so long it was you know it was this interesting wholesome comment content at the beginning, then it turned into uh, him doing like fashion stuff and these weird arm movements every time. And like, it's just a weird satire of itself. You can't tell what's going on. Uh, he still has his Christmas tree up. People have noticed. There's a little branch of the tree. <laughs> that he, <in> the video. <laughs> people are saying, Tony, it's February. Uh, and there's other stuff. There's other stuff that's a little more like R-rated, uh, what people are saying about him and what what their wives think of him and stuff. Uh, it's just really, really funny. So I'm, I'm, Constantly, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm refreshing. You, you to look for that. You're back in the pee hive. I'm back in the pee hive. Yes, and that is the pee hive, not not pee himself, but the pee uh-huh. hive is uh-huh. is where the action is. So I'm, I mean, I'm that's back into that. like honestly, that's the best type of content. Like that's the the most the best type of content that you could create is one that like has a community around it that's like commenting and <laughs> being part of everything, whether or not they're actually engaging in what you're doing, doesn't right. matter, right? right. Like. Right. like like that you've created this whole like universe, this P right. universe. Yeah. It's right. And they're I think they're over him. Like they keep saying, Tony, like it's done. Like this was good for a little bit, but like the joke is over. But like <laughs> it, he just keeps showing up and they just keep showing up and saying that stuff. So uh-huh. it is, yeah. I mean he, he made that happen, which is cool. Uh-huh. Always good that he can do that. So if people just um, want to like ignore what we're doing, but have this whole like universe that's happening in the plant-based morning show feed. Yeah, right. I'm I'm here for it. Do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Garuda was helping with that. I don't see Garuda today, but yeah. uh, definitely that's a that's a possibility. All right, last thing, Doug. I have I mentioned this on the Friday Nomad Athlete Live show. So if you came to that live, you would have gotten this bit. But I tried the Oleato coffee on Friday morning. Oh, you spoiled and, the Oleato news uh, on another live show? I, it, yep, I sure did. There weren't that many people there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So it wasn't too much of a spoiler, but it was that fresh that day. I had had it, so I was still, okay. still uh, buzzing from it. And I'm giving it rave positive review. I'm buffing the trend here. Everybody wants to hate that drink and say, uh-huh. without trying it, even without a, being a coffee drinker, people are saying that's terrible. Who would mix olive oil and coffee? Uh, it was delicious. It was fantastic. It tasted like a good, rich, you know, I guess a whole milk latte would, right? And that's not surprising. It's fat. You're infusing it into oat milk, which is already pretty creamy. So to me, it just it just seemed like a good latte. 
Uh, it does wow. have like the slightest olive oil flavor at the end, but it's not unpleasant. It actually is a, a good thing somehow. I don't know how, um, but I liked it. Does it leave like a thickness in your mouth or like like oily coating no, in your mouth? Uh, no, no, I mean, not not in any unpleasant way. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You can taste that it's olive oil, um, but it, it was fine. Matt O'Connor's putting harsh. He might be the one who said, this is a terrible thing. I don't drink coffee, but this is olive oil and coffee is a bad, bad idea. No, no. He was uh, saying harsh at, at your comments about my uh, my thumbnails. That's, <laughs> okay. been, that's been there a while. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it was someone else then who had, who had left that comment saying that uh, this was a terrible idea, this coffee. Uh, but I thought it was really good. I would highly recommend it. I'm going to go get it again sometime. And I'm not a big like latte drinker, but... If mm -hmm. I'm out, want something special, I will go do that because it was, How's the it price? Was it was like in line with what, what we usually would pay because my Aaron gets, uh, she always gets decaf almond milk lattes and it's just expensive because that the upcharge, uh, this was not any more expensive than that. I don't, I don't okay. think I'm not sure. I didn't balk at the price, whatever it was. It may have been slightly more expensive. Oh, Aaron Merkel is the one who says olive oil coffee. I don't even drink coffee and I can't imagine putting olive oil in it. Um, so anyway, that's how do you recommend almost, it? I almost got it. Um, I was at Target. It was perfect. There's Starbucks mm -hmm. at Target. And they don't have to, oh, yeah, they don't don't have to go to the Target, Black Mountain Target. I mean, I'm sorry, Black, Black Mountain, Mountain Starbucks. Starbucks. Right, right. Um, so it was like perfect, but it was like 5 p.m. And I didn't want to get a coffee drink it. Yeah. Right. You can get a decaf, though. I was surprised that they would do the blonde okay. espresso, which goes in the signature drink uh, mm. of this. Yeah, Aaron got the decaf one, and hers was just as good. Uh, someone else did tell me, I forget where I saw this, but they said that the shaken espresso latte, like the cold one, that that was actually the better thing. I don't even know if they tried the other one. They just said this was really good. Hmm. So anyway, that's that. You can buy the olive oil separately. I don't really need to do that, but you can. They have that for sale as well. <laughs> you can buy their olive oil? That's yeah, fine. it's like some special kind that they that they found and love. I don't, I don't have any idea okay. if it's good or not. So anyway, that's that. I would uh, I would recommend it. I'd say go get it. I know I like to... I like to hate on things sometimes, but not this one. <clears throat> this is good. Um, last bit of thing I've got before we start the show. Uh, somebody says they want they want more positive content on the show. Lex Lee commented on the YouTube uh, on the vegan restaurants starting to serve meat. Said mm. I really like to see more positive takes and positive stories to help build some momentum back up in the community. It seems like so much discussion here has been negative lately, and it's not super encouraging. Mm. Uh, there is more just a little constructive feedback in case Doug or Matt see this. So there you go. Doug or Matt did see it. Um, uh, and I appreciate that. I don't really know what to do about it, but it's a, <laughs> share it's, some more it's positive a, content. I think it's accurate. <laughs> there, yeah, there is a lot of negative stuff. I think there aren't a lot of vegan things that will talk, talk about the negative stuff. They like to avoid that veg news. Uh, They'll tend to just pretend it's not happening. So <laughs> look at that little dick invention. See, see, that's what you didn't have to do, Matt. You didn't. <laughs> uh, but we don't like to pretend it's not happening, right? We like to like to report yeah. the real stuff. So mm -hmm. it, it does make for good content, I guess, in my entertaining content stuff. That there's stuff to talk about. Right? We, we, I mean, there's just not that much positive news. And if we talked about how many people vegan Yuri has, it just doesn't lead to like fun, interesting, funny discussions. The bigger point is, and that's all the negative news about, about vegan stuff. Like for the past, it wasn't like that right at the beginning of the show a year and a half ago, but after mm -hmm. a few months, like it started to be that. And that's really, it's, I don't know. It's, and a lot of plant-based businesses are, are not just the ones we talk about, but other ones are, are shuttering, getting saved from bankruptcy, all kinds of stuff. 
Um, so it's kind of it's kind of the state of things. And I don't think this show can change that. I don't think we can turn that around uh, single-handedly. Maybe we could be a part of it. I don't know. We could be part. And you know how we could, how, how you could help us be a part of it is to share positive right. news. And like, it's like, here's, here's something we could do is, is, uh, it's you know, me or is, like you, the, you, the viewer, no, you, the audience, you, the, the uh, universe, okay. the plant-based morning show community. Right. Um, if you want to share positive news with us, then we can share it. And this is, uh, this is like, if someone does something cool, like some vegan, uh, Olympian or, uh, athlete or, or, you know, whatever does something, something cool. I'd love to talk about it and share it. Just like we uh, talked about Leslie's, uh, epic adventure, hundred mile adventure. So, uh, you can be part of the change and we will amplify that, that positive energy. Yeah, if it's, right. if it's entertaining. <laughs> I'll also accept bad news though. If you got bad news and you want me to put that in the show, again, totally. if you guys, if the content of the show can be planned by other people, I would love that. Uh, so please <laughs> send us any content there is good or bad and we'll do it. Hmm. Um, Okay, on that note, we're getting to the actual show here. Um, I gotta, I gotta get the music prepared in this new, this new uh, era of the show. I don't have that today, um, but here we go. <laughs> Look, we're in transition right now. We're trying. We're, we're a lot of things are going on, juggling a lot of balls. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Some are gonna drop, like the music of the of the weather report. Uh, <laughs> here we go. It starts off with a little bit of bad news, I guess, or negative. Uh, Adonis Naruznia which is the owner of Nomas Gastro Bar that we talked about last week, the vegan restaurant that is famously adding meat back to its menu. This one restaurant, I mean, this guy kind of hit the lottery because his, his you know, failure of his vegan restaurant, because he's vegan That's himself, great. his failure turned into a ton of news about it. Like, it's just everywhere. I saw Forbes had that story today. Uh, it's just it's just all over the place. Um and that's actually he's actually being criticized for that for for kind of making too much of the media opportunity here. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this the article now is he's been bombarded with one-star reviews from animal activists uh vowing not to visit. A couple of them say had a dead animal with salad, it tasted dead. So I guess that's <laughs> fake cuz you wouldn't think the, the vegan would actually order that. Um very disappointed you're not vegan anymore. Won't be coming again. Previous reviews are irrelevant now. Shame you can so easily sell your morals. Think about the animals. Another one said that deserve zero stars, zero ethics, and lapping up the media attention by becoming involved in animal exploitation and cruelty. Um, and he's also gotten gotten hateful messages saying, die, you're going to slaughter animals, you're going to sell animal organs. Anyway, uh, he he says uh, he used to have 99% positive reviews, and now suddenly these people are so mad at him and don't like him anymore. Uh, he says these people should not be so hard on me. If the business is not making money, and they're putting one stars in just to punish me, then it's not going to help. They have to show sympathy and empathy. I don't know if he knows how the world works because they don't have to do that. Uh, that's not going to happen. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'm I curious, do... like, like would these people rather the business just die and there be no business? Or I think they would. A business I think these that is predominantly, because surely he's still going to have a really strong vegan menu, I would imagine. Maybe not. Um, right, definitely. I mean, if not, no, then he would well. just shut down the restaurant and open a different one, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah, right. And he's vegan so himself. Like it, it sounds like still, yeah. So, so you it, think it's still, still be a, a restaurant thing? Yeah, exactly. Might even improve. Oh. My my thesis is that restaurants are better when they also serve uh, <laughs> animal food, or you know, like they make they make better vegan dishes if they also do omnivorous menu. That thesis uh, doesn't work out though, like in this case, because it's probably going to be the same chefs, right? Like in I know, the same. Right? Maybe, maybe they'd improve. Menu. Maybe they'd have to 
hire new people to compete in the broader market so they bring in some world-class chefs i don't really know Maybe. uh <laughs> i don't think it's happened anyway uh that uh, i googled and tried to find some of these reviews i couldn't find any i, I looked at uh I don't know, <laughs> some, some delivery sites or something. It's awesome. And I just didn't see any negative reviews at all. So I don't know where these are coming from, but they are getting them. We um, a, before we move on, there's a couple of comments yeah. here. Mr. Jeffrey says something similar happened here where I live. A vegan pizza place was suffering and decided to add real cheese as an option. And they were attacked by the community now closing permanently. So sad. See, I mean, that's mm. too bad. All right. Yeah, make, make a place close. Steven says one of my fave bars nearby has a great vegan menu, and I love the place precisely because it's a normal bar. There you go. Yeah. It can be it can be a good thing. I know it's not for everybody. Some people don't want to support any place that also serves dead animals, and I get it. Uh, but I, I think in general it makes a restaurant better because you can go there with more people that, that won't be having to do something strange for them. Anyway, there you go. Uh, by the way, Stephen mentioned, mentions the Tortured Poets Department. I actually know what that is. I didn't call it out at the moment. Do you know what the tortured poets department is, or am I a bigger Swifty than you are? Uh, that's their her new album, right? That's right. She apparently said it at the Grammys when she won, went made history by getting some certain number of Grammys over her career or something. I don't know. Uh, For her she fourth, the fourth uh, album of the year, I think, something like that. And shout out she to said Miley four too. Four albums in one year. No, no, For, her fourth time winning. Oh, album fourth time getting okay, okay. Yeah, Miley won as well. I saw a lot of women uh, did did good things. Won good things. Anyway, there you go. Little little uh, divergence or uh, <laughs> diversion, <laughs> uh, digression. Uh, anyway, let's see. Sticking with uh, more bad news here. Uh, vegan activist Tosh Peterson. I must say, I'm now a Tosh Peterson fan. I usually hate all this serious vegan activism. The you know the red paint, the blood, the the nudity, uh, especially when it's involved, like when they People were naked in the uh, meat pack. Remember that? They got in the plastic wrapped package. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Naked bodies. It was just a terrible thing to see. Uh, I don't know what it is about Tosh Peterson. I just kind of, I just, am, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm riveted to, to the news about her protests and the counter protests. Um, anyway, she has, uh, someone put animal uh, secretions, which I, I don't know what that means bodily fluids of a murdered animal all over her car. That wasn't, I first thought it was one thing. It's not that it's just, it's just, I think, I don't know, just, just blood and other stuff from the inside of an animal. Um, mm. They put it all over her car, somehow got it in the air conditioning. I don't really know how they did oh. that. Um, but then they like messaged her cause she, some screenshots were shared, uh, you know, anonymously, but saying basically you F with me mates. I will F with you. So yeah, I'm not saying the word there because this is a clean show. Uh, give the AC time. The tortured animals need to marinate. Anyway, so, you know, I hate to see that. Uh, but then she says, this isn't the first time someone's come to my home and put animal body parts and secretions on my vehicle. So that's like must be a common Whoa. move that you do. Uh, but it's definitely yeah. not making me reconsider what I do, she says. And they only fuel her fire to continue to fight even harder. Uh, of course, she is disgusted that someone would pour the bodily fluids of murder victims onto her vehicle. So interesting. I don't know. She's kind of she's kind of becoming the spokesperson for our movement, Doug. Yeah. Matt, I'm gonna guess <laughs> you that think so? gonna, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about that, but maybe a spokesperson <laughs> for or a figure head for the uh you know for the vegan activist. Yeah, for sure. Matt, I'm gonna guess you had a pretty good night's sleep last night. <laughs> True or false? It's complicated. It's complicated. 
but sort of. Okay. <laughs> I, I had, fan I, of, I, I fan of the Oleato, fan of uh, you're right, positive. DC, fan of Tosh. Your 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 attitude is just online. I think it's that's positive right now. I do think that is a very very strong correlation between how well I sleep and how happy I am, how positive I am to things. Maybe I'm not. Maybe that's a lot of people, but I just feel like I have extremes of good and bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I woke up at 4.30 and was awake until 7, and it was miserable. And then I slept till 9.30 after that, from 7 uh, to 9.30. So that actually saved it. Impressive. And I felt pretty good. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, okay. So now let's go into some good news here. Steven's here, so he'll be happy to hear that Amsterdam has called for a global treaty, making it the first EU city to do so. I don't know if they've really called for it. That's the words of, uh, I think, plantbasednews.org. Uh, I think they've just signed the plant-based treaty that has already mm -hmm. been called for by people. Um, so they're the first capital city to take to sign it. Twenty-five cool. municipal governments worldwide do it. Doug Black Mountain not on not among that not list, list, is it? Can't you not, make that not. happen? I I might be able to do that. It would be great. We could be reporting on it on the show of the <laughs> news. The twenty-sixth cities, Black Mountain. It it might be good for Black Mountain. It might you know, make would. some people mad, but bring some people in. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, they, the ambition, they say in the statement, is to shift the protein ratio in the city's diet from 40 to 60% plant-based by 2030. So they're already eating 40% plants. Uh, that's pretty good, or at least plant-based protein. Uh, I don't know if, if that's like, I guess it's just beans and, you know, fake meat and stuff. It must be. But that sounds like a pretty high number already. So good for... How do they measure that? Yeah, I know. I have no idea. I mean, I guess they have estimates of how much food consumption there is based on purchases. I don't know. And then they can mm. do the math. Cool. So anyway, congratulations, Stephen, for that. Um, and a couple little numbers here. Uh, no surprise here. A study of 7,300 people shows that food products uh, that are vegan, labeled as vegan or plant-based, do not are not likely to be as likely to be chosen as when they're labeled healthy and sustainable. So no big surprise there. Uh, stakeholder foods, who we keep talking about, especially with regard to 3D printing, they have signed a memorandum of understanding to use industrial-scale 3D printing technology um, with Weiler Farms, a tofu company, Israel's leading tofu producer, and they're trying to scale this 3D-printed plant-based beef steaks thing. Uh, we keep hearing about those. I've yet to get one. 3D-printed food has not yet shown up in my uh, world yet. So That'd be exciting if they actually can make this happen. Uh, they've apparently, you know, signed a thing to buy the machinery and subscribe to the service that would do the 3D printing. This and this is the first time that Stakeholder Foods has uh, has you know done a partnership like this that will actually get the stuff into the hands of consumers. So that seems like a big deal to me, just because of how much we hear about Stakeholder with different stuff. Um, the January stouts are out. They're saying 1.8 million people this year. Uh, did the January wow. and I don't, that's, that's just how many actually signed up or used the products and services mm -hmm. and things. Um, they're estimating wow. it could be as high as 25 million who actually did it, but didn't, uh, didn't, didn't sign up on the website. Uh, I was trying to get the others. I think the other sites have never been more than a million in a year. So I'm kind of surprised it's that high, uh, yeah. given, you know, the, the kind of negative environment right now around veganism. But, but I think a lot of it's driven by Europe where you know, maybe it's, pulling back a little bit, but, but still seems to be going very, very strong. Cool. So that That's is great. good news. And I think I still got, man, there's a lot here. Maybe we should just uh, stop doing the weather report uh, today. Say something uh, tomorrow. 
more from Mr. Jeffrey. Remilk has announced that uh, they've gotten a letter of no objection with the no question that they get in the U.S. Um, from Health Canada, allowing the commercialization of its animal-free milk protein uh, with precision fermentation. So this is like this that Doug and I were having before the protein that went out of business with their vegan way. Um, now, now you can get that in Canada soon enough. I don't know for sure that it's whey, but it's milk protein and it's Very animal cool. free. So, so there you go. Love it. There you go. Some positive news to end on. And, uh, I just realized that stakeholder foods is a publicly traded company on the NASDAQ. Um, which makes me think I should invest in some stock. No, I'm not trying to, you know, um, influence anybody. This is not, uh, what do you call it? Um, <laughs> financial advice financial no advice. financial advice here but uh -huh. i mean it sounds like they're onto something here could be big mm -hmm. are you like big uh, investor guy now you like this is what you do find something <laughs> no, you like no, not, not at all do not <laughs> listen to any of my it. financial advice uh, <laughs> unless we want to talk about uh crypto big yeah we have bitcoin if you want uh <laughs> we're not gonna do that though. Not, not for this show um <laughs> That's good though about stakeholder. I didn't. I figured they were kind of a more niche little company than that, but they do. They do get send out a lot of emails about their stuff. What's going on? All right. Uh, moving to the main story today from Huffington Activity, according to vegans, uh, this actually isn't all that negative. It's just it's just vegans sort of saying. Uh, and by the way, Sam Turnbull. Uh, author of the blog, It Doesn't Taste Like Chicken, and of that book that I have that I forget the name of, uh, Easy, Cheap, Vegan, or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. She kind of contributed a lot to these things, apparently. Um, so there we go. This this reads a lot like a Nomi Dathlete article from 2013 mm -hmm. called uh, Things I Wish I Knew Before I Went Vegan. Very, mm -hmm. very similar. So it's hard for me to... Maybe, uh, maybe that's why I like hard it. To, hard to... Yeah. It's hard to pretend that that didn't influence this one in some way. Uh, I'm not saying it's been plagiarized or taken or anything like that. Which, which by the way, uh, those 10 things have been updated. I updated those two, and they're now, I think they're now 13 or 14 things. Mm, okay. Good. 13. Um, I happen to hear my uh, son's homeschool thing. He's like South Carolina public schools homeschool version thing. And today the teacher was saying there's too many kids submitting uh, chat GPT driven assignments. And they can tell because they're all the same. Apparently, ChatGPT, the different the different programs, the different AIs produce very similar work. You know, if, if they've used that particular program, different kids do it. So they're starting to realize that. And they said that is a form of plagiarism. So speaking of plagiarism, not that this article is that by any means. <laughs> it's, truly, it's not a bit. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just interesting that AI is not considered plagiarism. I kind of thought it was like if, if AI can help you use something, it was acceptable. Mm. But not anymore. You didn't write it though. No, but you use the tool. Like you, it's like you use the pencil or a computer to write something. Mm. You didn't write it. The computer wrote it. You just typed in the keys. Is it legally considered plagiarism, or is that just <laughs> I don't your know. teacher does? A, I think it must be just a teacher. I can't imagine they could have a legal thing about that already. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, here we go. Let's get these. Uh, let's get these. 10 things out of the way here and we'll we'll debunk each one i think uh maybe maybe not but we'll see uh number one there's an assumption that all vegans are preachy i'd say yeah that's a that is a frustration <laughs> frustration not debunked <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. 
We're over one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've definitely dealt with that. I think I I think there's a lot of people who just don't like vegans because they think you're gonna want to yeah. change them, and that's not. I'm not out to change anybody. I just like to do this, and then happen that I could I could uh, earn a living by talking about it. And if people like you know get helped by it, that's good. Uh, but I'm not out to change. You'd it. say you're not out to change anybody. No, that- never, never, ever once have I tried to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people do. Uh, I just, I, mm-hmm. I cared about what I do. And then I started writing about that. But you see, I don't know if I totally agree with that. I, you know, I mean, I'm not going to like actively try to push someone to change, but uh, I would love it if my example changed people. Right. So like um, mm-hmm. by not being preachy or by doing things, you know, so like, I feel like part of what I can do to, uh, grow the vegan community is is just exactly what we're doing, and then that will in turn, you know, hopefully help some people, you know, stick with it or or change or make some decisions. Yeah, I guess I I mean I would agree with the statement that I like it if people can use my example to become vegan, um, but that's never been the intention. It just hasn't. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Number two, it's tough to find. Restaurants that are inclusive to vegans, not just vegetarians. I don't, I don't know about that one. I don't, I don't really find that to be the case. I mean, the, certainly there are some restaurants where you can get some vegetarian options, but not vegan. A lot of mainstream places. Uh, yeah, a lot of places. I just wouldn't say it's tough to find them. I mean, Mm-mm. you just, you just have to look for that specific thing. Um, number three, now that plant-based meat substitutes are common, you hear questions like, if you don't like meat, why do you eat mock products? Uh, I mean, I don't, I, I think if someone said to that, I'd say, well, I didn't stop eating meat cause I didn't like it. I stopped eating meat cause I didn't want to hurt animals. And this would allow me to not do that. Uh, so that one's kind of debunked. Yeah. 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 Definitely agree with that. I mean, people do say that you see that comment a lot on yeah. stuff. Um, and that. Especially to me, that's actually the most frustrating thing. When I saw this article, I had just read a Fox News article saying uh, a lot of young people like me are going vegan. Here's why that's terrible for the environment or something. And I read it and it was a bunch of stuff about how soybeans are terrible for the environment, neglecting to mention that the animals, you know, who are raised eat a ton of soybeans, way, way more than people who eat tofu. Uh, but it, it said the same thing about mock meats. It was like, and and these vegans who claim they don't like meat or claim they don't want meat, all they're flocking to this instead of whole beans and they need this for variety because who would eat beans for every meal? It just, it, what is actually, and I was actually frustrated in that moment. So this article resonated. The thing that is frustrating to me is when people just have these views and just post this stuff, I, I, it's like, it, it kills me. Like, like I, I just hate that people put that up, not, not trying to engage in any discussion. It just, they just pile it on mm-hmm. uh, and don't really think about it. And the soybean thing too. Like it's just, it's just a piled on fact uh or sort of non-fact uh that's not really meant to be part of any meaningful discussion it just it just sort of serves in that moment to back up some some right. i don't know that, that's frustrating to me but whatever i don't know can't do anything about it. all right moving on number four when you number shop four. you realize milk is in almost everything doug yeah your name true can we debunk that i'm gonna debunk this one too <laughs> okay you know i think <laughs> I think here's what I think is when you when you first go vegan mm-hmm. and you start looking at at um, ingredient labels, you do find that milk is in a lot of things that you didn't realize was in. Mm-hmm. I think that is very true. Mm-hmm. But I would say for the most part, it is not very hard to find 
a, just a different brand or an alternative or something else that uh, that gives you pretty much what you want without the milk in it. Yeah, you know, exactly. A cracker may have milk in it. The cracker you got before may have milk in it. Right. Now you can you have to switch and get a different cracker. But there's plenty of cracker options that are vegan. Exactly. This does happen. It happens with you know barbecue potato chips or salt and vinegar chips when you didn't mm -hmm. think that it would be so you might even make a mistake once but then like you said you just find a new brand mm -hmm. that doesn't have that uh and mm -hmm. you're probably making other improvements too by moving to a you know salt and vinegar chips it doesn't have milk in it this is probably good right you just you're moving back to things that have less ultra processing to do with them um so yeah we're, we're debunking that um I think I think a better word is disagree. Disagree with might be better than debunk. These aren't like popular, widely held myths that we're debunking. <laughs> that's true. Uh, okay, number five. People assume that a vegan diet is expensive, and that's why they avoid it. All right. Debunk. Debunk now. That's the debunk. Truth. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I don't know if this is why they avoid it, right? That, I mean, right, people avoid the vegan diet because they don't want to go vegan. Uh, but a lot of people do think it's expensive. And if you were to just buy all the vegan alternatives, right, like the vegan meats and vegan cheeses and all that stuff, like, yeah, it is almost guaranteed to be more expensive than uh, right. if you bought the the original version. Uh, yeah. But you can you can eat vegan super cheap. Right. Maybe the cheapest. So I will say that is definitely a frustration that people assume that it's expensive because or when they you know claim that it is and it's just like a self-evident truth that it's that it's more expensive when in fact if you just eat actual plants uh for the most part it's not it's probably less expensive a lot um so yeah but i, I don't i haven't really heard people say that's why they avoid it like they say that's my reason is because i can't afford a vegan diet uh that would be frustrating if they said that i just don't know if they do um yeah. all right number six it can be annoying to deal with holier than thou vegans i think this is true i definitely uh i definitely just got sick of dealing with those kind of people uh, you know, the number of emails and things we get from vegans who don't like something we said or did, uh, because I think we have done it in like a little bit different way by, you know, being, hopefully being the opposite of the holier than thou thing. Um, mm -hmm. and so I, I just sort of really don't like that. And that's why I typically don't like the, the strong vegan activism, uh, like, uh, Tosh Peterson does, which is, I don't know why I like her stuff right now. Just interesting. <laughs> Not if I like her, it's interesting to follow this stuff. Uh, mm. so yeah, I, I agree. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of holier than thou vegans. Doug, yep, you? definitely. Nope. 100% agree. All right. Number seven. Sometimes people think that being vegan is your whole personality. I've never heard this before. I haven't even seen this one before because I didn't read this article ahead of time. I just skimmed it. Uh, and this is very true. I, I think maybe because my work has been involved in it and it really is tied up with my identity in a lot of ways. Uh, I think I meet a lot of people who I sort of meet and don't really get to know that well. And then they forever assume that that's uh, just who I am. And that's kind of the only thing I really care about and do is being vegan. You get that Doug? You are. Yeah. Yeah. But I you also people, work in people think that about. Yeah. But that's also your job. So mm -hmm. hard to say if someone who didn't, and, and the person saying this is the author of vegan comfort cooking and creator of the blog, a virtual vegan Melanie McDonald. So she's in the same situation as we are. I don't know if this right. goes for all vegans. It may just go for vegans who, yeah. who are, you know, do blogs and things about it. Yeah. I mean, if we lived the type of lifestyle we live in the like lack of kind of, I think, preaching to our peers um, that we do, my guess is that people wouldn't think that about, about me or you probably. Um, 
because it probably wouldn't just come up. I mean, there's plenty of people I've known for a long time who, who don't either, either don't know I'm vegan yeah. or, uh, or just didn't realize it or, you know, or, or like learning it a year later and they're like, Oh, okay. Yep. Me too. And mostly they learn it through the kids. Like I'm thinking of like the people we know in Charlotte, they're mostly soccer people. Many mm -hmm. of them, I don't ever talk about vegan things. I don't talk about my job or anything. So I don't think they are aware right. of that. I think a few of them as I get to know them are, but, uh, only once the kids have to be, you know, we have to say that they're vegan for something, um, that then, then that starts a discussion maybe, but you mean, you mean every time you introduce yourself to somebody, they don't say, you're Matt Frazier, the best-selling <laughs> yeah, author of the plant-based athlete? Well, they don't, but I have a business card that I give them. And I say, oh, I'm Matt Frazier. Oh, right, 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 right. Here's what I you Sign copies of the book, <laughs> just like in your backpack at all times. Stephen <laughs> says, a lot of these arguments were more prevalent in 2013 than 2024. I think that's right. And that's when, uh, that's when that blog post was written. Here's what happened. See, each of these, each of these things is submitted by a different person. I mean, there's some overlap. But vegan Risha, uh, who writes some good cookbooks, does some of these. I mentioned Melody Melanie McDonald, uh, Sam Turnbull. What happened probably is they were all influenced by that blog post. Our, that blog post and Nomi Death in general and my work in general was just so influential in this space in that era that you couldn't avoid being influenced mm -hmm. by it, right? It's just you just had to be. Um, so even if it's not direct plagiarism, it's just that they're, you know, I'm just sort of one of their inspirations, probably. And they're just using that. Fair. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Good job, man. That's good. <laughs> right. um, Miss Jeffrey says, I, "I bet that if they, they don't know you're vegan, at least they know you're a runner." And that's probably true. I would say that most of uh, most of my most of like my acquaintances here in town, if they don't know I'm vegan, they probably know that I'm a runner. Because mm -hmm. you were in the newspaper that once for running. Remember that? Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Never been in the newspaper for being vegan, but I have been for being runner. <laughs> there you go. Uh, people who I talk to, they know me as the guy who hates running, who talks about how much he hates long runs and things like that. That's, that's what I'm <laughs> known for in these circles. Uh, okay. <laughs> and the veg news hater. <laughs> I don't hate veg news. I love veg news. Number eight, it's hard to understand and talk to animal lovers who still eat animals. Thought-provoking thing, Doug? Yep. Is that frustrating to you? No. It's not frustrating. I notice it. Seems a little mm -hmm. hypocritical when someone tells me they love animals and they eat them. Uh, but it doesn't frustrate me. I just sort of like, I don't know. I guess I, I, I would like for them to think more about that and like to be able to influence them. Mm -hmm. I, guess, I guess that person I would like to help become vegan. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not frustrating. Yeah, it doesn't, it never, I never lose sleep over that. Uh, sometimes there's some internal judgment happening for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Number nine, there's a belief that you can't honor your family's cultural dishes if you're vegan. It might not apply to us, Doug. Well, you've got Scottish people get mad because you can't eat the <laughs> haggis. The vegan haggis? Yeah. Uh, no. No, no. <laughs> my family doesn't have never really dishes. worried about that. I mean, we literally don't have cultural dishes. I don't think in my family. Uh, so I don't have that problem. Um, but you know, if you were like Mexican, well, you, you can't honor your, uh, Mexican food by being vegan. I often hear about Mexicans say that they, their food, uh, is just, you know, their, their relatives hate that the idea that they're being vegan because it just seems like you have to have pork, uh, 
Ropa Vieja or whatever. You've heard you've heard people say yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've, or at least right. I've read stories online of people who are who are Mexican heritage and their family hates that they that they eat this way, that they eat vegan. Hmm. Um. Okay. Last one, number ten. The oh, so you just eat rabbit food? Jokes get annoying too. That that was literally directly in the uh, Nomad Athlete uh, post, by the way, where <laughs> about the jokes never stop. Mentioned rabbit food, mentioned lettuce that my uncle presented me with once at a big dinner. Uh, mm -hmm. So they they took some inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe these are just universal frustrations that everyone it's is probably what it is. The format is just eerily similar, though. I don't know. Then again, a lot of people do lists of 10 things in blog posts. So <laughs> yeah. I like I invented that. Uh, all right. Do those jokes get annoying, Doug, or or do we have we learned to brush them off and turn them into a, a, a chance to uh, actually reflect positively on vegans by not by not reacting to them? I think you could. I think both is true. Mm -hmm. um, right. Like I have learned to think to turn them into a positive, and and you know it doesn't like uh, you know I don't get upset about it by any means, but you know, but I would say it's a little annoying, right? I mean. Yeah, I don't really get them that often. Right, actually I don't, anymore. I, don't know I used to, I used to get it way more than I do now. I wonder if fake meat has changed that, and people now assume mm -hmm. that that's what you eat, and you, they don't assume you just right. eat lettuce anymore. That mm -hmm. probably is what, what has happened. All right. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a time when that when that would occur. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, well, I guess you just gonna leave yes. that leave that yeah. up on the screen. <laughs> Put that one up there. <laughs> I can sign off. Uh. <laughs> all right. All right. For those listening and not watching, <laughs> Kate Rivercat um, <laughs> says, left a comment, Matt's on the Mount Rushmore of early vegan influencers. And he's just happily kind of put that up on the screen for everyone to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everyone to Unfortunately, that's not a lot like the real Mount Rushmore. Very different thing. It, there's no uh, no giant mountain with your face on it or anything like that. Very smaller, <laughs> smaller scale honor. Uh, okay, Vegan Stallion mentioned earlier that there's too much infighting in the vegan community, and I think that's really true. And that is a frustration. I don't know yeah. if that was, you know, if that's an extension of one that was mentioned here. I don't think so. Um, but that that is a problem. I, I really don't. I wish I wish we could kind of get over all that. <clears throat> I wish people would stop. Uh, well, I mean, here we are. We said we didn't like the the vegan uh, holier than now vegan, so I guess we're guilty of it as well. You know, saying uh, that that's annoying. Um, but yeah, I think that that's been a problem forever. And maybe this is true of all movements. There's always infighting and, you know, the extremes within the group that make it just harder. Uh, I don't know. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say that's true. I'm just going to ignore I'm going to ignore all the... Uh... <laughs> Steve, all the comments you're throwing for out. For this everyone. listening, Stephen commented, uh, Matt Fraser, Rich Roll, Brendan Brazier, Rip Esselstyn. Forgot Scott Jurek, Stephen. Yeah, group him with Scott me. Scott Jurek, Robert Cheek. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Good list. <clears throat> Thank you. All right. Well, that's probably it. A weird show today. I don't know why. Just maybe the new format, the new uh, feed feels like a different vibe now. But hopefully, it didn't ruin the show forever. Uh, I don't think it will. I think we'll be back on track tomorrow. Uh, I don't think this was a bad show. It was just, it was just different. A little funny, but it was just different. 
it's you or Scott. I think is that, oh that's me. Is it me or Scott or saying it's Doug or Scott? <clears throat> maybe it was between, no no no. It's, it was it's you. It's you or Scott. He, oh, you can only have four on a Mount Rushmore. I think maybe that's why it was limited. Hmm. I might I might oh, put the, Scott. The clear I mean, answer is Scott. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He didn't have a popular blog. Right. He, he didn't. Did, but he did. No, he he didn't. did have best-selling books. I think multiple. So you you could argue he was he was more influential, and also being a great mm -hmm. ultra runner really helped. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, all right. There's mention of stuffed cabbage. What's this about? Let's get this one, and then we'll go. Uh, several people were talking about stuffed cabbage. Um, it goes back to Britters, who was talking about the cooking for uh, her heritage. I don't cook stuffed cabbage because it makes enough for forty seven people. Sorry, Grandpa. And then uh, vegan stallion is like, you should just half it. There you go. Half the recipe. I just stopped making it in such great quantities. Michael Scott says that when he's talking about how he has always this guacamole left after parties. <clears throat> and he just, I guess, has makes tons of it. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what, I, well, I don't know what stuff cabbage is. Is that stuff with ground beef? And that's why it's a mm. heritage thing and you can't make it anymore? I don't really know. Because they're saying vegan stuff cabbage. So there must be something that <clears throat> you would have to replace. Yeah, I, I really like cabbage a lot. I think it's a delicious food that I did not like that much when I was younger. All right, well, let's uh, let's end this. We're at a full hour almost, <clears throat> too long. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoy the show. Again, get over, if you're a podcast listener, get over to the Outlier Health podcast uh, feed because next week they'll stop being on this morning show feed. Uh, so please do that. Anyway, thanks, for everyone, for showing up. Great participation today. Uh, always fun. Good start to the week. Tomorrow we'll do our one real show of the week. We'll be we'll be in the swing of things, and then Thursday we'll be we'll be sliding out. So make sure you show up tomorrow for the actual show, the one show of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks everybody. Right. We will see you tomorrow. All right, bye.